Welcome to Next Steps, the midweek podcast from Blackhawk Church. Over the course of the 10 weeks that we are in our Rooted series, we're going to be responding to your questions about the message from Sunday or other questions related to the topic that was covered. If you didn't get a chance to check out this past weekend's message from Ben, you can find that on this same podcast channel or watch online at blackhawkchurch.org. So with that, uh, let me introduce you to who we have in the room today. My name is Chris. I'm going to be helping to host and facilitate the conversation. We also have Ben Knox, who you heard from on Sunday, one of our pastors here. How are you doing, Ben? Good to be together today. Excited for uh, the Bucks win that you all will be celebrating as we're listening to this. <laughs> Yes, let's speak that into existence. Um, and also Daniel Johnson, who is the Director of Technology and Campus Ministry Engagement at Upper House. Daniel, thanks for joining us as well. Thanks so much for having me. This has been really fun to prep and jump into this conversation today. Yeah, awesome. So for those that don't know, uh, Blackhawk Church, our downtown campus, meets at Upper House on the University of Wisconsin campus downtown. We're the church in residence there. And so, yeah, we have a close relationship with those guys, uh, but Daniel, would you could you just for a minute or two tell us a little bit more about what what you do and what Upper House does on campus? Yeah, so Upper House is a center for Christian study. Um, we say near the University of Wisconsin Madison because we're not actually like a university entity, mm-hmm. but we are embedded right in the university context. Um, and so our uh, vision is really to you know explore the life of the mind and kind of the questions of the soul. How do we um, kind of bring our academic um, pursuits into a context of lived life in in a Christian context, really. And so um, we are part of a Christian study center movement um, through, that's kind of happening throughout the U.S. Um, we really kind of see ourselves um, kind of at the nexus of the church, the academy, and then something we call City Commons, which is kind of really the kind of the marketplace um, area. And so we do... A lot of things at Opera House, we do our own events. Um, we host Blackhawk Church and Blackhawk Cam, uh, which we love. Uh, we do open study uh, hours for students. Students can come in and just hang out during the day and um, study in the space. Uh, we host a lot of other campus ministry and churches groups who are trying to reach students across the UW campus. Um, we actually have two of our own podcasts, um, and so we have the Upwards podcast, um, which is a weekly podcast, which is more interview style. Our staff team will interview different uh, faculty from UW-Madison and then across the U.S. as well, or different authors that we're interested in connecting with. And then um, we actually have a student podcast, um, and so it's the Upward Student Voices podcast, and we launched season one of that last spring um, as kind of the the winding of the pandemic, and then uh, we will be releasing uh, the second full season this fall um, as students return back to campus. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for what you guys do. Uh, ben and I are also UW grads. Man, I so mm-hmm. wish that we uh, had Upper House back then when we were <laughs> in school, but have been we, to... We dreamed about it. We prayed about it in our campus ministry environments, and it's been such a joy to see uh, see it come to fruition. And Dan, you and your family worship at Door Creek Church on the east yeah. side. Yes. Yeah, we, we're at Door Creek Church. Uh-huh. Um, we've been there. We actually started attending there in February of 2020. So, uh-huh. yes. um, and so then we, we've been doing a lot of church online. Our <laughs> campus is back. We actually attend um, the Northside campus. Yes. Um, so Pastor David Smith is our pastor there. Um, and we love that um, 
love the community there and the people there. So. For those that don't know, Door Creek is in our same uh, denomination, the Evangelical Free Church of America. So we share this uh, statement of faith. Uh, Door Creek and Blackhawk were both planted by a church on the isthmus called Bethany as like a west side church plant and an east side church plant. And uh, so it's kind of a sister, uh, sister multi-site church yeah. for us on the east side of Dane County. Yeah, lots of fun connections. Um, all right, you guys. Well, there's no uh, easy transition to get into the the questions for this week because we're talking about some uh, some big theological questions and kind of some heavy questions as well. So let's just jump right in. Um, thanks, as always, for those that uh, have been submitting questions. Please continue to do that. That makes uh, this a lot more fun for us and, and more meaningful for you as we get to kind of interact with the questions that you all are submitting. So um, the first one we're going to go over uh, today is this. Um, on Sunday, Ben talked about how Genesis 1, we're all created in the image of God. And so the question is this, do all people still have the image of God in them? Or when sin enters into the equation, does it completely wipe it out. Um, so essentially, m- even for those that don't yet know Jesus, they're, they're walking around, is there still something about them that reflects the image of God, or is it completely gone away because of sin um, and, and the fall? <laughs> one of you guys want to take a stab at that one? Yeah, so I mean, Ben referenced this in his sermon on Sunday, um, Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. Um, in this creation, we are, we are created with this imprint of, of God, uh, as we are image bearers, as we are the image of, of God. Sin enters into the story a little bit later, right? And so we, uh, we are these full image bearers when sin enters in the, and that's still true today that we are still these image bearers, people that know Christ, those that don't know Christ, um, we still have that as the embedded imprint into our lives. Um, Sin layers into that, and it's part of the story. Um, It often, I think, um, it often kind of blocks our view of how God has actually created us to be. And so the lies easily slip in, right? And we're easily uh, moved into a, a maybe a narrative that isn't healthy about ourselves as an image bearer. Um, so I do think it, it's part of that deep-rooted story, um, but it doesn't it doesn't preclude us from being an image bearer of Christ. Yeah, that's good. Ben, any follow-up to that? Uh, There's uh, an author uh, by the name of David Benner who talks about how we were first loved into being as human beings, uh, and and although sin has marred the image, uh, the sequence is important. Uh, We must never confuse the secondary fact with the primary truth, he writes. Mm. Um, And so that theme of all human beings being in the image uh, is picked up throughout Scripture, um, Old and New Testaments, in speaking about um, every every human being uh, that you've ever met. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, so if that if that's true, and all people, regardless of kind of their 
their station in life, kind of the choices that they're making. What I hear you guys saying is that all people are still, there's still something about them that uh, God has made them. There's something beautiful about them having been created in his, created in his image. So um, I don't know, how does that influence the way that we, we ought to, to, to treat people regardless of, you know, kind of uh, the choices that they've made or, or that kind of thing? What kind of implications does this um, kind of heady doctrine have for the way that we might love others? Somebody in the atrium on Sunday reminded me of a C.S. Lewis quotation where he says, if you could see uh, every human being around you the way that God sees them, you would be tempted to fall down and worship. Um, So uh, there is great dignity and worth Uh, in the life of each person that you interact with, and in the life of each person on the opposite side of the planet. The more and more we come to recognize the interconnectedness of our world and the way that our choices uh, have an impact beyond um, just our uh, own little, um, uh, our own micro uh, micro world, our own micro ecosystem, um, that uh, that should shape uh, the way we choose to interact uh, with others and with the world at large. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that the incarnation of Christ really speaks into this. I mean, I think we, the more and more that uh, we live in Madison, Wisconsin, a very postmodern, post-culture kind of environment that we live in, um, the incarnation that we live out uh, because of Christ, I think, um, moves us away from <laughs> seeing people in their true humanity, right? And so um, the thing that I loved about Ben's message on Sunday was just this real, this deep idea of this incarnate God who is with us and um, and shapes us. And we were talking a little bit about the statement from um, Blackhawk Church um, at the end of the third statement, which is what we're talking about for this week, um, are the words rescued, reconciled, and renewed. Mm. Um, And I think the more that we can see Christ as both God and man, the better we see other humans. Mm. Um, And the better that we can see the incarnate of Christ lived out through other humans Mm. that we interact with. Um, we're, we're downtown Madison, <laughs> upper houses, and so we spend a lot of time down on State Street. And so there are a lot of different types of people down on State Street. And I have to be very present in walking down State Street and recognizing all the people that are there and the humanity that's there, because I think that's important, and that's what God would want for us. Yeah. Amen. Whew, that's good, you guys. I, we we could keep going on on this for a while, but yeah, I mean, essentially, that uh, person on social media that you're arguing with, made in the image of God. The politician that you despise, made in the image of God, and, and on and on it goes, um, which is helpful to keep in mind as we interact with others. And the reasons that we despise them are both are this complex mix of. Uh, just and broken. Mm. Um, you know, when when I 
disagree with someone. Uh, it's my job to recognize what is it about my disagreement with them. And this is where we come back in terms of um, who we are as human beings, where we need to recall uh, our, that we are in God's image and also broken, that my, my judgment in that moment um, is, is not uh, pure, is not free from the marring effects uh, of sin in my life, and it causes me to take a step back before I move forward with whatever comment or mm. etc mm-hmm. or unkind thought, etc. Yeah, man, I didn't know I was gonna be facilitating this podcast and just be convicted, but here, here we go. Thank, <laughs> thanks. For we're that. we're here for you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on before I we gotta do some confession time or something. Anyway. Um, well, let's press into that a little bit more. Uh, so all people have been created in the image of God, kind of regardless of um, where they live, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, we just kind of established that. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit more about what exactly it means that God created us in his image. Ben, you talked about how um, we are royalty, that, that we're rulers. I'm sure many of us, as we've thought about having been created in the image of God, we've been taught or we think things like, well, God is relational and so are we, or, or we're loving, thinking beings. And it's some of those attributes that, that um, reflect that we're created in the image of God. So what, what do we do with things like that? Is there some truth to that? Or can you press a little bit more into what it means that humanity has been created in the image of God? Uh, I'm so grateful for the simplicity of the declaration um, in Genesis 1 about what it means uh, to be in God's image, that there, that there is nothing there um, that uh, points to our intellectual nature. There seems to be a, there seems to be a point to something relational um, and communal, uh, as it talks about a male and female, he made them. So there is something about being God's image that is something that we do collectively mm. uh, as human beings. Um, but there's all there are also clear teachings throughout Scripture that every individual human is in the image of God. Um, and so this, um, this therefore must apply to those um, uh, to all varieties of difference. And, and the, the big one that comes to mind for me uh, is neurodiversity, which might uh, typically be thought of as those with different intellectual capacities um, or what uh, what have been called intellectual disabilities. Um, that there, uh, there is nothing about that form of diversity or other forms of diversity that change uh, the reality of a person being in the image of God, mm. um, and so I, I used. I also used the phrase, kind of from from the embryo to the refugee to the person in a memory care facility. Um, the image of God is fully present in, in all of those human persons. Mm, that's good. So, kind of what you're saying, just to if I'm understanding you correctly, um, obviously there are people with with different. Uh, 
IQs and kind of different capacity um, to to think and to do some of these different things. But uh, what we're saying is that some people aren't created more in the image of God and some aren't created less in the image of God, but all people have the, the image residing in them, have been created in that way. Mm-hmm. Am, am I understanding you correctly? you want to clarify yeah, that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, and I would even say that the things that we value as being like, oh, look, what human beings can do are often defined by uh, those of us in the um, in the majority, and I'll, I'm going to kind of harp on this point of mm. uh, the uh, neurological developmental majority, those of us who... Um, Think uh, and feel uh, in in the ways that eighty percent of humanity think and feel. Um, societies have been built uh, by uh, such people for such people to value the things that such people are able to do and to make accommodations for the things that such human beings need accommodations for. Um, and so. Uh, uh, it's just important to recognize um, that um, yeah, what we what we value in human beings is not necessarily as as our societies is not necessarily uh, what God would value in humanity. Yeah, that's good. Daniel, any you get up? you're getting me on one of my high horses, <laughs> <laughs> but I like talking about it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the concept of um, we as image bearers and being the image of God um, that came up from Ben's sermon was this idea of us being rulers um, and that we all have an identity of royalty, um, which is, I think is missed in our U.S. context in 2021. It's just not something that is common to us um, by any means. And so... Um, we just don't think that way at all. Um, but throughout Scripture, you see um, a, a lot of Scripture is re- in relationship to kings, royalty, ruling, right? And so we see that narrative over and over and over in Scripture um, happening and taking place. And so I, I think that that's just something that we don't we don't see, we don't understand, we don't have a really good concept of. of. Um, one thing that's been true for our family is our uh, two children um, that are the youngest in our family have both been adopted from the Republic of Congo. And um, part of their story, um, which we won't tell here, but is, is that we don't know much about um, kind of them before them jo- joining our family. Um, but the refuge home, um, the, the founders of the refuge home actually, um, are from the Royal tribe in Congo. And so they actually, uh, put on all the identification, um, forms for all the children in the refuge home, 40 plus, uh, children, um, the last name of this Royal tribe in Congo. Um, and so I just think that brings in this viewpoint of we we are created <laughs> as royalty um, and often we don't feel like that. Uh, and so I think that um, confuses us sometimes um, and really being, for those that are following Christ, being present and actively um, being the image bearers of Christ. Mm. Amen. 
so we were created in the the image of of God in Genesis one. Then sin enters into the equation, and we talked about this earlier that the image is tarnished within us, but it's not completely gone. What happens when we enter into a relationship with Jesus? Our sins are forgiven. Um, is the image of God completely restored within us in that moment? Or is this kind of a process where it's gradually restored in our lives and we more fully um, reflect that and live that out day by day? Can you guys talk about that um, for a moment? I think the very short answer uh, is a, a phrase called already but not yet, which is a really helpful phrase uh, for understanding the New Testament, um, is that the kingdom of God is already here, but not yet in its fullness. Uh, and so the work that Jesus does in our life is already transformative, but has not yet been brought to completion. Mm. Um, and so um, this actually anticipates all kinds of the next uh, <laughs> articles in the Statement of Faith that we'll get to as the message series uh, continues uh, in terms of God's, uh, uh, God's Spirit and the transforming work that He does in our lives uh, and the good news of the end of the story when the kingdom will come in its fullness and, and as the old hymn puts it, and heaven and earth be one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is discipleship, right? It, or we use the word, a theological word called sanctification. It's this process of growing more and more into the image of God in which we were originally created. And so that's why we we do a lot of the things that we do around here at Blockhawk, even why we do this podcast. It's not simply to grow in knowledge or to have these questions answered, but it's to day by day um, to grow, to be more fully restored into the image of God and, and to bear witness to who he is in the world around us. Well, so again, uh, Ben, you talked uh, about this theme of, of royalty, uh, <laughs> use the Simba metaphor, thank you for that, and uh, the crown and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think a question that some of us might be wondering is, um, like, all right, I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I'm not the president. I'm not uh, in the royal family. Um, so, what might it look like uh, in 2021 for us to reflect the image of God and rule in today's world? Um, how do we, how do we go about doing that in our current context? Well, when I think about uh, ruling, I think about humility, actually, um, mm. and coming in with. A sense of humbleness. Um, when I think of Old Testament rulers, I think of them at their best were actually ruling out of a place of humility. Um, and oftentimes we think of uh, ruling as authority, um, which it can be, but I don't think that is the fullness of what we can best do as followers of Christ when we're thinking about kind of the, this royal viewpoint. Um, and, you know, I also think about ruling in the context of kind of the full view of Scripture. Um, in God's creation, the fall, God's redemption through Christ and consummation, that, you know, He's restoring all things. Yeah. And that we're not viewing ruling as kind of a single entity, right? It's not just fall and 
redemption. Like those aren't, that's not the whole story. Um, that the, the whole story goes through uh, creation and consummation are part of that. Um, and so I think if we have that viewpoint, then we're able to really understand more about how we can live that out mm. in kind of a, a humble posture um, and not kind of a posture of authority. Yeah, that's that's really good, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's um, each person we we might not be commanding, uh, you know, vast swaths of territory or treasuries or what have you, um, but each person has influence. Um, we have influence over our own lives, the way we see ourselves, the way we treat ourselves and think. Uh, and and act, um, and we also have influence in the lives of each person uh, that we relate to, and this is a form of extending God's rule, um, kingdom of God 2.0, as we sometimes uh, talk about uh, in terms of uh, what Jesus taught that the rule of God can look like on earth, and so... Um, there, uh, we exercise our role as a part of God's royal family, and particularly the restored and redeemed family of the followers of Jesus. Uh, when, um, when we live um, uh, humble lives and and um, and look uh, to use our influence not for our own benefit, for but for the benefit of of the other person. Um, uh, the the greatest picture we have of what it looks like uh, to rule uh, is not when uh, Jesus is sitting on a throne, but when he is hanging on a cross. That is mm. his royal throne with the crown of thorns uh, that he wore, having been stripped entirely uh, naked of the purple robe that they had mockingly put on him earlier. Um, without truly recognizing all that they were doing in that moment. Amen. That's a, a good note to end on. Um, well, thanks so much, you guys, for uh, for joining us for this week's Q&R on the podcast. Um, as always, we feel like we're barely scratching the surface of some of these, these questions. Um, but if you are listening and you want some more resources about um, some of these kinds of things that we've been talking about, check out the website. We have a resources page for our Rooted series that has more books and videos and things like that that dive into some of these questions. And Dan, can you plug the names of the two Upper House podcasts? we got podcast listeners here. They've made it to the end of the yeah, episode. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so go, so, go, yeah, find, go the find these ones. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can find, I mean, both of our podcasts anywhere you find your podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, wherever. Um, but uh, our weekly one is the Upwards Podcast, um, and that's interview style, um, hosted by our staff team. And then Upwards Student Voices Podcast will release the first week of September. So for that, yeah, so check those out. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks for tuning into this Rooted Question and Response episode on the podcast. Join us for worship online or in person on Sunday, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday to respond to another round of questions. Have a great week.